The Lord be with you. According to Luke, Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off, and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, in case you're wondering who the new face is, my name is Deacon Matthew Knight. I'm from the Archdiocese of Portland, Oregon, studying at St. Patrick's Seminary in Menlo Park. And I'll be spending this year here with you at Mater Dolorosa, so you'll be seeing me around at the different Masses on Sundays. One day in San Francisco, there was a young man who got on a bus to the Golden Gate Bridge. His name was Kevin, and he was visibly in tears as he boarded the bus and took his seat. That day, he planned to take his own life. But on the way to the bridge, as the bus drove along, he looked into the faces of the different strangers who were seated on the bus and those who passed by at the different stops. And in each face he encountered, he hoped that someone, anyone, would notice his tears and ask him what was wrong. 
If just one person had asked, he thought to himself, he would not jump. Every day we face a hundred choices, just like the passengers on that bus. A word from someone in passing makes me think they might be in pain, but trying to hide it. Do I ask them how they're really doing? Or do I keep silence and move on? There's a man at the gate of the church parking lot with a sign begging for food. Do I dare to stop and go to him or do I avert my eyes and drive out? Resentment and anger have simmered for weeks between me and a loved one. Will I be the first to breach the silence, not with insults and condemnation, but with vulnerability, forgiveness and love? Or will I wait in stubborn pride for the other one to come to me first? The opposite of love is not hatred. The opposite of love is indifference. Indifference binds us up, keeping us silent when we should speak. Because to speak up, to reach out, to go to the person in need feels like a risk. The conversation might be uncomfortable. I don't know what it might demand of me. And after all, I can't fix all their problems. Better to keep silence. Better not to know, better not to get involved. But as we choose indifference, our hearts harden and become numb. What astonishing indifference kept the rich man from offering even the scraps of his table to poor Lazarus, lying sick and senseless at his very door. How many years of indifference it must have taken to anesthetize him to such a degree that he could step over Lazarus's prone and wounded body each day and go in to feast. And that very same indifference, our Holy Father Abraham suggests, that same indifference would keep the rich man's brothers from repenting, even if they saw a miracle in their midst. When he sees us wounded and suffering, Jesus is not indifferent. He comes down from heaven to heal us. His mercy, attracted by our misery, love impels Jesus to come to our assistance. That love that drove him all the way from the heights of heaven to the very foot of the cross and raised him up again from the depths of death it is love alone, the love of God alone that heals, saving us even from our own indifference, shaking us out of the numbness of our hearts with the shock of being loved that much, to that degree, to the last breath, to the last drop of blood upon the cross. And as we are healed by his extravagant love, Jesus asks us to do one thing, one thing, to go and do likewise, taking a risk to care for others as he cares for us, lavishly, recklessly, without counting the cost. Love waits for us in those little moments when we can choose to take a risk, 
Love which has the power to change lives and which echoes in the halls of eternity. Jesus, the one who ministers to us with love and tender mercy, waits for us in the disguise of the poor, the suffering, the hungry, the heavy-hearted, the world-weary, the heartbroken, and despairing. Jesus allows us to minister to him, to repay his love with love of our own. For he promises, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. Dear friends, we cannot overcome the habitual indifference of our hearts on our own. We need a Savior. We must receive the love of Jesus before we can share it with those who need it most. As St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta told one young priest, without God, we are too poor to help the poor. On the bus that day, no one asked Kevin how he was doing, and he jumped. But miraculously, he survived the fall. And in the hospital, he was visited by a Franciscan priest who suggested that God had saved his life so that he would share his story with others who might be struggling. And so now Kevin travels the country as a mental health advocate, reminding people that a smile, a question, a little scrap of kindness, can save a life. And Kevin, who is now a Catholic, prays every day, Jesus, Jesus, come to me. Jesus, be with me. Today, at this Holy Mass, ask Jesus to come and pour out that love into our hearts which has the power to shatter strongholds, to break the bonds of fear and indifference and set us free to love others as he loves us. We can always find reasons not to reach out, not to speak up, not to go to those in need. But as we take the risk to love as we have been loved, we encounter love. We find that our hearts come alive and our lives and theirs are changed. And on the last day, we will hear the voice of our King say, Come, come, you who are blessed by my Father, come, receive the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.